You're listening to Deadbeat Daddy Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Deadbeat Daddy Podcast. Today, I'd like to start our episode with a story from one of our listeners. He reached out and posted on Deadbeat Daddy Podcast, our Instagram page, where he told a story about his daughter and her abuser and how the system turned around and punished him for being a father. That is the premise of my episode today. How many of you fathers are punished for simply being a father? This man wrote, My daughter would be afraid to hug me goodbye and would not do it in case she thought at all that her mom would see it. My daughter blames herself for telling me she found a gun in her mom's boyfriend's kitchen, which ultimately led me to being on supervised visits and a restraining order. The gun was there to be used against me. The last day I saw my daughter, August 17th, 2019, her mom's boyfriend answered the door and slapped my phone out of my hand. He was charged with battery and took a plea deal. I was denied a civil harassment restraining order against him, and the family law judge placed me on a 52-week batterer's intervention program, if you can believe that. I absolutely can believe that story because so many fathers are punished for being fathers. So explain the justice here. The mom's boyfriend leaves a gun. Can we stop and listen to those words? A fucking gun. A weapon that could kill anyone, an adult, let alone a child. And this boyfriend was also charged with battery. Yet, the father has to take the batterer's intervention program. As unfair as this scenario sounds, there are many unfair circumstances that men face. My heart goes out to this guy because what he did was actually in the best interest of the child. The judge is a piece of shit to allow that child to remain in that unsafe environment. Now, let me get into a very very real story of my own. I'd like to talk a little bit about the time when my fiance and I were in court for being harassed by his BM and her boyfriend. We endured horrible treatment from BM and her boyfriend, but our judge did not care. The judge didn't even listen to us and dismissed anything my fiance attempted to share or correct. This got so awful that by the end of the case, our attorney sat him down and explained that we need to obtain a transcript of this entire case and appeal this decision. He went on to explain how illegal all of what happened was. But unless we had money to bring to the table, that he would have to fight this on his own. Imagine how defeating this feels. Yes, there are advocacy programs for fathers, but not many attorneys will take on cases pro bono. Specifically, 32% of full representation cases and 19% of limited scope representation cases were in family law. And of that, 27% full representation and 14% limited scope representation was the representation of mothers. That doesn't leave a lot of room for fathers to be represented. Why? It's not like they don't deserve it. So why are the numbers so skewed? With odds like that, you don't feel optimistic, but that has not made us give up hope. Appealing, although is tough on your own, it can be done and is a very viable option that we've been exploring to fight for what's right. Because since BM and her boyfriend got together, they made it their life mission to make our lives hell. Aside from withholding an alienation, they would find ways to create drama and issues. When we first met this boyfriend, we attempted to understand that BM wanted to move on from her previous relationship. Honestly, I don't understand why because that dude was amazing and she would have been so happy. We were all friends, the child had both parents in his life, everyone got along, and things were running smoothly. But we all know how 
eye conflict baby mamas live for the fucking drama. So of course, she rocked the boat and broke up with this great guy. Granted, he is lucky and way better off now, but that's just me being selfish. So BM starts dating this new guy. We meet him at pickup for the first time and everything is normal. We think, okay, maybe this guy isn't so bad. Boy, were we wrong. Quickly after, we found that he was the backbone she was so desperately looking for. I say this because in those moments where they were broken up, all of her attitude and behavior would change towards us and switch back up to normal. She would be polite, kind, and actually want to co-parent. However, that would always quickly change when they would get back together. So first, he started out creating issues between my fiance and her. And then he attacked me. A grown man-child with three children of his own with another woman acts like a teenager. He would not allow her to communicate with dad in the beginning. It was simply drop off the kid while he's with dad. You don't call her a text. We could never get her to speak with the child during our time, no matter how much he wanted to talk to his mom. We had to break that barrier and that caused a major fight in fact we dealt with one of the worst situations in the world it was so sad my stepson got extremely sick we ended up having to take him to the hospital kind of sick while there both dad and i tried to reach bm desperately because he kept crying for both parents but she never answered nor came to see him he eventually fell asleep in my arms because he wanted maternal comfort that was one of the most heartbreaking moments for me i did not understand how time and time again this woman put her relationship before her child even after we brought him home she didn't call or come now a reminder this is the same man that threw them out into the street when the withholding case blew up in bm's face and so being back together it was all his way or no way bm rolled over like a fucking dog of course and she allowed him to text my fiance the father of her child all types of shit this man child would start arguments and drama around the child their relationship and so so much more. We weren't the only culprits to his sick games. He involved other men that were previously in her life and cut her off from all her friends. He was quickly isolating her from everyone she loved, including her family, to be able to control her. This man-child would text us the most awkward and inappropriate things. Mind you, he has three children of his own and a BM already, and he would text me asking me if I wanted to see his fucking dick. And he would try to fight my fiance. What the fuck kind of shit is that? And for those of you that are stepmoms, that know this type of behavior my heart goes out to you it's so fucked up i was pissed and i was starting to feel extremely frustrated we addressed things gently at first but she turned around and stated that they felt harassed by us i knew she was becoming delusional in their relationship as many bms do next we would hear from third parties and how horribly he was treating her the rumors that soon turned to truth were that she was in a domestic violence relationship this man started to hit her in private settings then it became public settings he would do it openly in front of everyone and he would and our stepson would come and tell us the best way to handle the situation was by calming him down and explaining that dad will always 
always protect him and his mother. Now, I know that sounds so deeply frustrating. And why would anyone want to say that they are helping a BM, especially one like that, when, but when that's your child's mother, you have to protect the child. And unfortunately, that means protecting the baby mama as well. Despite her actions being the epitome of bad parenting, if you ask my opinion, it's exactly what we did. We offered to protect her. The best way I knew how was to help this woman become independent for her son, at the very least. So as I would recommend to any stepmom in these types of situations, begin by providing resources. The types of resources I would recommend are how to find employment, walking through how credit works, how to rent your own apartment or buy your own home, how to earn anything and everything on your own. The one quality a single mother should possess is the ability to never depend on any individual other than themselves or immediate family. I tried so hard to explain this to her, that in the world, no one has anyone's best interest. All of my efforts and words failed. She didn't listen or utilize any of the resources provided to her. Instead, she chose to rely on a man, and boy did she pick the worst man to rely on. They remained in a relationship for one year before the most recent breakup took place. And she came to find out that this man had cheated on her for nine out of the 12 months. He avidly contacted other women and even met up with women who he slept with while sleeping with her. Ew, fucking talk about a walking STD. Men who cheat are complete trash. How the fuck are you going to cheat when you could have just broken up with the person? Especially when you don't even like the person you're dating or their child. Yet you tortured this woman and my stepson to the point where she felt that she had no other options aside from being with this man and making it work. Almost all of us women at one point or another in our lives can admit we've subjected ourselves to toxic relationships and abuse, but this one takes the cake. Naturally, you would think that a woman will not subject herself to abuse again, but time and time again, we see single BMs repeat the cycle too often, and that is exactly what she did. She went right back to him in secret. And when I say secret, imagine this. Everyone thought she was working on bettering herself because all of the drama had stopped. BM was back to communicating with dad and I. Our stepson was showing up happy again and less anxious or stressed. We realized things were going well. And although we should have been prepared for the other shoe to drop, we let our guard down. After all that we had been through, if I can provide one recommendation, do not ever put your guard down with BM. It's never going to end well, just like it did not in our case. So as I mentioned, she was seeing him in secret now. No one knew that since they broke up, she was desperately fighting to see or be with him. We found out through a very embarrassing way. He sent screenshots of their conversations to me and begged us to get her to stop contacting him. Now, I was not about to help this man child, but I was furious at the fact that she was still running back to him because that would directly impact my stepson. So I called her out on it and she turned on me. That was the last time she ever spoke to me because she knew she looked like a joke. Many of you listening are probably thinking, why the hell didn't we just keep the kid away or go back to court? Mind you, timing is key when it comes to going back to court or withholding a child. We were unable to do any of those things because their parenting plan had been signed the same year months ago. And per the parenting plan and court order, no withholding could take place without police coming to grab 
Bob, our stepson, and that was trauma I was not about to have him endure, especially when BM was already a shit show. The only way to get around this was to ask for an emergency hearing. We filed for that and got one, but the judge told us the child was not going to be leaving mom. Therefore, despite knowing all the facts and more, the judge felt that a child should suffer with a mother rather than a stable father. So again, the injustice towards a father being a father. Which brings me into part two of our segment, how being a step-parent is extremely difficult. It's the kind of job where you put in all the work and hardly get rewarded. Not that we want or need a reward, but we deserve one. And the past can become pretty haunting, as it has lately for me, despite having the quote-unquote perfect life. I catch myself wondering, why does fate work in the mysterious ways that it does? To really dive into why I wanted my story to be heard is because I landed my dream career within the past year and a half and I had to move out to the east coast with my family but I have felt unsettled since I've arrived everything may be coming true and it seems like the perfect scenario but a major void still exists we had no choice but to move without my stepson BM and the court system failed him and us at his greatest time of need I will be telling you guys the story in a future episode of how this same judge abused all of our rights and kept my stepson from prospering in one of the best school systems in the country. Instead, this judge and BM are completely pleased with keeping him at a mediocre school in a ghetto area of Chicago with a toxic parent in an abusive relationship. Knowing mom had the ability and opportunity presented by our family to improve her life but chose not to, you will all be confused at her decision-making skills and mad at me for how much my heart went out to her back then. When you finally hear this piece of our story, everyone will understand why I want to tell it and put the word out there to help dads and other stepmoms like myself because we are all survivors of injustice. So of course, leaving a member behind, big or small, never feels quite right, especially when it's your child and one that your significant other shares with someone else. Being a stepmom is only as easy as being a bio mom. Sure, if you like to constantly get your emotions beat up and do all the work without receiving any of the credit. But that's what we signed up for is everyone's favorite line. No, we absolutely did not sign up for being a dumping ground for our significant other's feelings and the constant emotional battery from his baby mama to be labeled the step monster? Hell no. Often, if a stepmom divulges to her thoughts, most of the time, the person on the listening end is gonna say, well, what did you think you were getting into? What did you expect? Why did you marry him? People think since you've signed up for this, and I say that with quotations around it, we are not allowed to voice our opinions, thoughts, or perspectives on our very own lives. It's kind of a painful way of living, yet we attempt our very best to persevere. Most times we will, and other times we'll picture it as the world imploding. I know that sounds a bit dramatic, but try me. When I deal with some of the most dramatic people known to mankind, to me, it's kind of like, that's not what I need right now, which is why I was lucky to have met other stepmoms. My heart feels raw all the time, and it's hard to be a mom to my own flesh and blood. In no way am I blaming anyone other than myself for feeling this way. I know I am not the only stepmom who feels this way. I hear it from other stepmoms I'm friends with, 
with, but rarely do any of us have the ability to speak out on it because we're also worried about how it might impact our significant others or stepchildren. Lately, it's been all about navigating the moods and feelings of others, especially during a brutal custody battle. I'll see a lot of stepmoms feel anger and resentment, but if we drill down on those feelings, it just means that we truly care. There are these intense feelings that you just can't compartmentalize and so they come out as anger at times and when things get tough try to focus on your relationship try to think about the reasons you fell in love with your significant other i recommend trying to relive first i do that i focus on all the things i love about my significant other because that brings me joy and it'll knock me out of any bad mood you need to reconnect with the person you fell in love with just the two of you one day a week no talking about the ex the stepchildren or the chaos remind yourself consistently why you fell in love in the first place teaching yourself these conflict resolution skills is going to get you a long way and by that i mean there is no need to respond to every message email anything no need to respond to anything that throws you off your balance stand by your significant other but don't get wrapped up in what has happened in your partner's previous relationship now new relationships crack under the pressure of watching the drudgery of a previous relationship which is why this is a super important point next read the parenting plan i know it's not sexy hey babe can i read your parenting plan but you know what all information about the parenting plan is black and white. It explains childcare, alimony, child support, pickup, drop off, vacations, etc. If it's in their parenting plan or divorce decree, there is not one thing you can do about it. Just accept it. Children don't care if we are happy. Tough pill to swallow for some. They don't even care if their parents are happy. They only care if they are happy. Children of single parents have been through it all. Their loyalties are completely divided. They have been traumatized by their parents' marriage or lack of. Their family is broken and they did didn't ask for this. The child is grieving in their own way and grieving is very powerful. You don't know how they're going to react and maybe they're projecting in a certain way that really has nothing to do with you. So I recommend patience. Try to understand where the child is coming from. Be patient with the child. They are going to have struggles. Struggle with them so that you can learn with them. In current society, there are so many blended families and so many kids who are part of these families. Families. Maybe they can be the foundation for changing the stereotypes in the future by exhibiting the fact that their step-parent loved, cared, and was a stable adult in their life. This, in turn, becomes somebody they can turn to as an adult and have a relationship with. That is my core goal with my stepson. I want him to be able to, in the future, come to me when he's at odds with both parents and really sit down and talk through his emotions. I don't want him living with those inside of him. And to be entirely honest, I've met very few terrible step parents. Yet, I've met thousands of incredible ones who are trying so hard to help raise children the best they can, to help them not be broken by a divorced family, but to instead be blended or raised in a really incredible environment and to just live their best lives. So in short, my advice, go have a me day. Ladies listening to this who are stepmoms, while the kids are there for their time, they will appreciate this too because it goes hand in hand while you're relaxing the kids have alone time with their father you're not 
an overimposing figure and they feel relaxed when you are in their presence have dad take the kids out and do something and then you guys structure a family activity together as a stepmom you may not always get the hugs and kisses or you may not always feel like you're loved by your stepchildren but over time you definitely do start to feel that relationship being built and one day they will come to you for life advice so again this is the positive note that i like to end the episode on for all of you stepmoms and dads out there again keep loving those little tiny humans keep fighting for them and tune back in every friday during drop off and pickup time 7 p.m for a brand new episode i'm going to continue bringing you guys really hot topics and i plan to start having some guests on so if you are interested in being a guest please reach out to me through the deadbeat daddy podcast instagram and have a wonderful night